Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now launching. Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? Is Jimmy leaving? Rip the bandit off right Can away. Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our wolves. All right, Mackie and Judd is the show, TCL Broadcast Studios. It's, uh, it's Zolga, Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune sports columnist, Manny Hill. Uh, Phil will join at 4 o'clock, and we have more. We have more soap <laughs> opera and intrigue. I hold it in my hand right now. Twice. God, I love this league so much, guys. I love this league so much. This, 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 stuff, this stuff is why, when people ask me why I love the NBA, this oh. is why. Stuff like it's this. It's WWE at this point. <laughs> All right, here is the here is the news that broke 1.40 p.m. this afternoon from Shams of The Athletic, Krasinski's, uh, Krasinski's guy. Shams Charania. So, yep. Charania. So Shams tweets, Timberwolves All-Star Jimmy Butler called a players-only meeting today, airing his feelings towards situation and management per NBA sources. Butler expressed to players he would compete with them as signs pointed to him staying with the franchise into the regular season. And then in a follow-up tweet, he tweeted, Several players spoke up in this players-only meeting, but Butler led it, made it known his his issues are with management. His message was similar to the one he displayed Wednesday, which was, I run this. He's far too competitive to sit out real games. All right, so those are the tweets from Shams. Now, hold on a second, because... I'm going to ball those up and throw them away because there's more controversy about this then, about what happened. Jeff Teague, verified account, Timberwolves point guard, doesn't tweet much, if at all. Hasn't tweeted Speaking in forever. Speaking of WWE, Jeff yeah. Teague is a huge WWE okay. fan, and that's pretty much all he usually tweets about. Well, he has, tweeted, he has tweeted now, Manny and Chipper, at Shams. It wasn't no players meeting. You just made that up, bro. Y'all got to relax with this fake news. All right? That was Jeff's first tweet, by the way, since July 8th. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And so, the last, like the last thirty <laughs> tweets were like WWE related stuff. So Jeff's well, back. So yes. he's still tweeting WWE. So <laughs> Jeff's back. Pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Jeff wasn't the only one. John Lucas the third, who is an assistant coach on the Wolves staff, also tweeted something along the lines of "There was no meeting." Correct. Mm-hmm. I've got that right. Okay. So let's see here. And who was uh, Jace Frederick? And, our friend from Pioneer Press. Yes. Mm-hmm. Retweeted someone that. 
Uh, he retweeted. Oh, okay. So so there's so there's a player who we don't even know who's now tweeting I as think, well. Yeah, what, think, what's the name again? Oh, you can put maybe oh, put you, my cheaters on again. Put your glasses on, old man. I Look got how my. Look we are. Judd are sitting here put with your, cheaters put on. Your glass, let, me, let me go to Jace's. Uh, put Twitter your glasses here. on. Tell me who it is. I, I'm completely confused at this point. But, um, <laughs> of course you are. Oh, Darius Johnson Odom. Darius Johnson Odom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is? He's he's a he's on the team. <laughs> he tweeted. He's a member of the team. Yes. <laughs> he tweeted what meeting? LOL. Shake oh. my head. <laughs> I, okay, I'm, so wait, it's not done yet though. There's more. Really? Jimmy, well, you told me this. Jimmy Butler then followed up with Rachel Nichols yes. to say that the meeting did happen. Now, the final What is going on? The final piece to this puzzle is the Wolves solved this problem seemingly today, this morning, by sending out an email announcing they have canceled practice and therefore there would be no media availability to anyone with the organization today. Judd, I mean this in all seriousness. <sighs> yeah. We've we've covered sports for Almost three decades, right? As journalists. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen a team this dysfunctional? In a situation this dysfunctional? 2010 Vikings. I don't I mean, the any... Moss. That the was Moss a series thing, of the Percy. Right, but that. But oh, that's... Five Vikings, maybe? No. With the Love Boat and. Oh, yeah, it's true. Smoothie. This yeah. is. I've never seen one guy drive things like no. this in my life. Personally, no. that I've covered, never seen this, this one. Is... We can't even. We can't this even. This is off the charts. We man. can't even decide if there's a team or player players only meeting today. Well, I've never seen. And why would he be called a players only meeting? I thought he, he couldn't stand his teammates. Well, and now the question is, who's driving? So clearly, Jimmy wants you to think this. Even if Jimmy didn't do this, I think it's natural to come to the conclusion that Jimmy is feeding Rachel and Shams his narrative. Well. Yeah, and the other the, the one part about Shams' tweet where he's too competitive to miss games in a regular season. No, he doesn't want to lose money. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's absolutely that right, right. He doesn't. Absolutely, he doesn't want to lose, lose his money. And, and, you know, obviously, he don't want to miss uh, games, but he don't want to lose his money. So, where where do you stand on on this trade? Absolute craziness. Absolutely trade him, and, and if, if Tibbs won't fire him, but how's Tibbs still employed? I have no idea. I, I don't get it. And and the circus yesterday. For our purposes, it was fun to talk about, but with him coming in there, practicing for an hour, yeah. taking the third team, beating the first team, and berating Tibbs, Scott Layden, and players, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how nothing's been done. Yeah, they suspend him if nothing else. And and the scary thing is, is I don't know if Tibbs even realized how much of a national embarrassment that that is for their organization. That you had a player who's demanded a trade, who's told you. Numerous times, I want to be traded. Then comes in and berates and swears at everyone there. Yeah. And does this orchestrated, calculated interview right after it. Tells ESPN to fly here. Hey, I'm going to make this grand scene at practice. And then I'm going to do an interview and make myself look like the good guy in all this. And Tibbs does nothing, says nothing. They don't trade him. They don't make a statement today. They don't acknowledge a thing. And and I tweeted this out earlier, Judd. In all seriousness... Can you imagine a rookie being exposed to this nonsense and seeing like, is yeah, this if, how the NBA works? Is if this? You're, if I mean, you're Josh Okogie and Katie Bates' job, what are you thinking right now when you're seeing this? You're probably like, this is. I, I don't even know what you think about it. I mean, it's so dysfunctional and so uh, the opposite of how you run a team and a team should function. That I, who knows what they're thinking, but the, the, I mean, their eyes got to be wide open now, watching this mess unfold in front of them. I, I wonder if I wonder if those two are just like 
maybe even, you know, Josh Okogie especially are just like they just want to play ball. You know what I mean? Like they're just But you like, can't but, but, but like they're, they're almost they're almost it's impossible. Yeah, that's true, but they're almost kind of ignorant to it just okay. because they're so young, you know? Maybe, but but you know, when you're when you're new to a situation, you talk to rookies all the time, they're absorbing, they're watching, they're sure. listening, and they're trying to figure out how this works, and you have this stuff going on, I'm sure they're like what you know? What is this? If you're a veteran, though, you've got. If you have any well, semblance of professionalism to yourself at all, if you're a veteran, you've got to be saying this is crazy. You know who I want to hear from? Taj. Taj. Well, he went on Chicago radio yesterday. Did he? They called what? him, and he went on. Yeah. What yeah. did he say? Um, I don't know how much he went into detail, but he was. They tried to make it sound. I think from that from that end, like this is Jimmy. This is just who he's going to be. This is Jimmy. But it's not – see, Chipper, my thing was after yesterday, yes, Jimmy made a scene. And, yes, Jimmy is a complete jerk. I get that. But if I'm a player, it's Tibbs I've lost all respect for. Because you'd let it happen. Not Jimmy. Yeah. And, and you got yelled at and Layton's being yelled and no one does anything? That's the thing. If you're a player and you watch it, whether you're a rookie or a veteran, and a guy comes in or your best player and is cussing out the coach, cussing out the GM – and acting, you know, like an idiot, and there's no repercussions for that, and you think, ah, oh, that's just Jimmy. We had one of the most spirited practices ever. No, that's not normal. This is not normal. That's what I kept saying. And, this is not normal. And Wolves fans, there's a very small group of Wolves fans who are holding out hope now that he came in on Wednesday, and he set a new culture, and wants what? to be here. He's not. He doesn't want to be here. He's doing this on purpose to get out. Furthermore, mm-hmm. he, you cannot, he's... He's a free agent. He's going to yeah. walk, and you're going to get nothing. This is this is the end game does not change. You still have to get rid of him because you have to get something for nothing, and he's going to be disruptive force all year. It, he told this to Rachel Nichols that because she asked him, and we can play the sounder too at at some point. That she asked him, "Is this fixable?" And he basically said, "It could be, but no, I don't think it's it right is. here." I'll play it. Yeah. Should people think because you are back in practice that this is fixed or it's on its way to being fixed? Uh, I think people think that. I think people think that. I would think that too. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not fixed. Let's just be honest. It's, it's not fixed. Um, is it fixable? It could be. It could be. But uh, do I think so? No. Because you got to be honest. You have, I'm being honest. Do I think so? No. I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. But is everybody going to be honest? No. No, everybody's not going to be honest. The problem is, is this is not just like a one-time little thing, dust up a fight in a locker room, and then you move on. You can't pretend none of this happened. I mean, there's obviously some deep-seated issues with him and players, him and management, him and Tibbs, whatever. It is a massive elephant in a room, in a small room. Yeah, man, if guys, and we've seen it before, Guys come into the locker room, there's a fight at practice or mm-hmm. something. Fight after, you know, in, in the locker room and it spills out. Right. That is something you fix. Okay, heat of the moment, you know, and you, every you lost team, your control. And every team of every the, sport in goes, every league every has year. a situation like that at least once a season. This is in a different category. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the organization can pretend all this stuff that's happened and been said and done and then just say, you know what, we're good. We're going to go play the season because it's going to pop up again. They may win and everything might seem... Okay for a time, but they're doomed. It, it, they're absolutely doomed by this, and, and, and their problem is there is nobody in charge. There's nobody in charge. Tibbs is not in charge. Tibbs is not. Jimmy Butler right now is essentially driving this bus. 
Well, and, and he's going to take it right off a cliff, and he doesn't give a damn because he's going to bail out at the last second and go out gonna... the window as the cl- as the car is going. On and the, the thing road. is, if you believe his side, and he and he's telling the players, "This is my team, I run it." Oh. How do you think that goes over with Towns? There's already issues there between those two. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, no, it doesn't go. He, if you're a cat, you're probably thinking to yourself, "Why did I sign that contract? What are these people doing?" You would have no idea. You would have no clue. But. Jimmy Butler right now is in control. Jimmy Butler right now is the smartest guy. Jimmy Butler has you basically looking like a joke. And back to your point, no one's saying a word from the organization. We haven't heard from the Wolves all day long. They canceled practice. Yeah. I feel, You know who I feel bad for? Aaron C. Husen in the PR department. Because that's a group of good people mm-hmm. and PR people. You do what you do what you're told. I mean, you yeah. you would like to go in and say, "I think you're you're making a mistake." But ultimately, if they say no, you can't be like, "Well, no, you're fired." So I really feel bad because the wolves have some. The wolves really do have some competent, good people that work for that franchise who don't deserve this BS. Mm-hmm. And to have and to have Tibbs and Jimmy running the show, doing whatever they're doing in their own little separate ways is grossly unfair to all those people. Yeah, even if Tibbs came out and lied today, at least you could spin the narrative, frame it how you want, but to say nothing, and then to allow Jimmy's camp to continue to say, well, we had a players-only meeting, which we don't even know if that's true now. You have players saying that didn't happen at all. So who do you believe? Can I uh, can I play something from the Butler thing sure. that I think could be a really damning indictment on the president of basketball operations and head coach, something that has been bothering me, as you know, Judd, pretty much since the season against the Rockets ended. Mm-hmm. How soon after the season did you tell him how you feel? Four days. Four days after the season? Four. How clear were you? Have you ever known me to hide anything? <laughs> I'm just asking. Look, look what happened today at practice. I know. <laughs> Have you ever known me to hold back? Mm-hmm. No. So there, there, there's the answer. I, I was completely honest about everything. About everything. That right there. Oh, it's a fireball offense. If he had a conversation with Tom Thibodeau, Four days after the season ended against yep. the Rockets, and Tibbs did nothing the entire offseason, well, that is fireable. And Manny, uh, if you go back, we have time here. On, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you go back to the uh, the State Fair, Thibodeau did like want to sit down with Jerry's at my paper at the Star Tribune booth and had a quote where he said to that a fan would ask him about reports that Jimmy's unhappy with you know teammates the situation and uh Thibodeau said, Well you never heard that coming out of Jimmy's mouth. That's all just been speculation and unnamed sources and I never trust any of that stuff. And so he's you know, it's basically just lying. He's li- he's lying now. Now the the question is not is he was he lying to us. The question is what did he tell Glenn? And I'll go back to what I've been saying now for two weeks. If he did not inform Glenn of of what was transpiring and he attempted to hide it then Glenn does not owe him 24 mil over three years. Mm. You fire him with cause. You say, we're not paying you. You lied. Too bad. Sue me. Yeah, take me to court. Yeah. Exactly. You get your money. because, And I think, Glenn, I think Glenn would have to pay Tibbs some, but not all. But if he did not tell Glenn, then, he, then, then the fact that he has a job right now is a complete joke. And he, he Tibbs was either underestimated those, those threats or those demands and thought, well... Time will, you know, the summer will pass and, and he'll be better. Or he was just naive and think, oh, he's, you know, it's really not that serious. And it was. I mean, it was yeah. absolutely, he wanted out of here and he was not going to change his mind. I think it's very safe to say now, in hindsight, having seen what we've seen for the past couple of years, that 
Tom Thibodeau is incapable of running a basketball organization. He's just incapable. He's not qualified. He's not any good. His one big trade, he just got completely fleeced in now. Mm. And and we didn't know it at the time. Tibbs might I think Tibbs can really coach and it's probably his his best years coaching probably would, would have been circa 95 or so with that style. <laughs> This is 2018. I know. So he really, but but I'm saying, but but I'm but but I'm saying, I don't think he's an incompetent coach. I think he's not right for the time now. Mm. He is a incompetent basketball executive. Well, he can't manage people. Yeah, and he's got it, no shot. And, and the, the, you know his blinders for Butler in this whole situation has just mm-hmm. turned this thing into a complete mess. All right, let's do this. Uh, we're in the TCL broadcast studios. Mackie and Judd is the show. Phil will join at uh, four o'clock. Until then, it's Judd, Chip, and Manny. Let's come back and talk about Jimmy, too, and play some more of the sound bites from his sit-down with ESPN that was well-orchestrated yesterday. Because I will go back to what we've been talking about before. In this situation, there ain't no good guy. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Are you ready? Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. We are ready. Now back to Mackie and Judd. Ready! Fifteen hundred ESPN. All right, let's check on your traffic real quick here before we get back to this Jimmy Butler stuff. Uh, this traffic update brought to you by Better Business Bureau and everything moving rather smoothly around the metro area right now. The only thing we may have to keep an eye out on is uh, thirty-five East southbound uh, near Little Canada Road in Little Canada. Uh, look out for some animals on the roadway, but outside of that, everything is uh, everything is moving rather smoothly. Join Better Business Bureau at the Torch Awards for Ethics. BBB's Torch Award embodies Better Business Bureau's mission of advancing trust in the marketplace. 14 businesses will be honored at U.S. Bank Stadium October 24th. Purchase tickets at bbb.org slash Minnesota. What, what is he communicating to you um, as all this is going on? That everything is moving along. That's what he's saying, you know, we know where your mind is at. Um, We're doing everything that we can, yada, yada, yada. Um, But I went into practice today and I competed. And right now, I know Tibbs. He's in there by himself, he locked his door, and he's smiling, he's laughing. Tibbs, I know you, man, I know you. He's like, yeah. You think he's happy with what happened today? Yeah. Tibbs, like me, he likes confrontation. He might not tell y'all. He likes it. If that's accurate. So if if the act that Butler pulled in Wednesday's practice was really embraced by Tibbs, we've got dysfunctional personality problems here that got nothing to do with basketball with both these guys. I, and the thing is, they need help. <laughs> they they need no. I'm serious. I would if I was Glenn. Doubt? If I was Glenn, I would say, gentlemen, we're not. No, 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 no more basketball for both of you. I'm getting you help. Well, did you see uh, Stan Van Gundy? He said uh, on. ESPN right before that, he had talked to the coaching staff and they said it was one of them. It was the most energetic practice they had of. So, I mean, what are the odds that? Like I, I tweeted this sort of in jest, but that Tib went back to his office and turned on film and said, "Yeah, I thought that went well." I, there's part oh, of me that probably thinks that that's probably what he did. I think you're right. I don't know what to think of any of this. I mean, this this I don't I don't even know. My problem is I don't know who to believe. I don't know who to believe because Tibbs is not saying anything. Jimmy's saying everything. Jimmy's saying everything. (laughs) Yep. Then you've got, you know, Jimmy's venting out all his frustrations with Rachel Nichols yesterday in what was a pretty, pretty much staged setup. Not pretty much. It was. was, Yeah. yeah. It It basically was. He called her the day before and said, get here. 
And then you got you got reports that there was a players only meeting today, and then now you got players tweeting at Shams, who reported it that no, there was no players only only meeting. We don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know who to believe here. Because there's so many different people that are just saying well, anything. The the problem Andy, is you have a bunch of different agendas. Yeah, and yeah, you know who knows. All right, what agenda is going to win out? Let's this. go down this path though, because I think I, I think I can help here, and I think Chip can too. Because when you've done this for a long time, it's a puzzle, and you can put the pieces of the puzzle together, and you can extrapolate what they mean, and what's important and what's not. Today. The only thing that's important, they canceled practice. If they met or not, I really don't care. Yeah. Because Jimmy still wants out. I think that you can put together pretty clearly from what we know yesterday and the agendas, such as the Butler camp saying, all the players embraced the fact that he was going around yelling. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, clearly that's not true. But I think what we can do is we can safely say that Tibbs was made to look like a fool if he didn't already. Jimmy purposely went after Layden because he's the weakest link that there possibly is. He's the kid who's most likely going to run home crying next to Andrew. And I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to bet that Taj smiled and thought, this is sort of funny. Yeah. Because my coach is a buffoon and now I know that. So this isn't, so I don't, we have the ability to process what we're being told and I think put enough of the puzzle together to make that work. But the the thing you don't know is... What is Tibbs' motivation at this point, and what is his th- inner thinking in terms of this? What the end game is going to be for him? This goes back to what I've been telling Manny now for a couple of weeks. It's not rational. I'm not completely joking when I said if I was Glenn, I might tell Tom and Jimmy we got to get to a therapist, <laughs> like a real no, no, like we've got to figure out what's wrong with speaking, you. Speaking, uh, speaking of Taj Gibson, he made an appearance on uh, ESPN 1000, the Waddle and Sylvie show. And uh, here's what he had to say. It was it was fun. I, I thought it was. I, I had fun. It was real competitive. Uh, I was I was I hope I was hoping that we would, we could have played a little longer, but Tibbs uh, has cut the um, the scrimmage and shorter. So we, I guess we're gonna do it again tomorrow. But it was all competitiveness. I don't. It was never anything like personal. Like that. all this other stuff is out of, out of thrown out of context. So you guys are one big happy family in Minneapolis right now, Taj? Is that what you're telling us? I'm not saying. I'm not. I, I wouldn't say all a big happy. That's Jimmy. He's telling you. Like big happy family and stuff. Like we're a team. We're professionals. But at the same time, we compete against each other. Like at the end of the day, it's practice. We brung it together, and then it was over. And then we was like, oh, everybody was like, that was a competitive practice. That was it. <laughs> And if I thought somebody was really in charge of that practice, I might go down this path. But we know that nobody is. And that's that's the weird thing. I this, just love the phone. This feels we need to get the practice film. How great oh, would that be to have that practice film? Oh, it'd film? be fantastic. Oh. What what was the line to uh Scott Layden? Uh you need me. You <laughs> you bleeping you need, bleeping need, need me. Can't, me. Win, can't without win without me. me. This this really does remind me, and now that this this took place into a season, but this does remind me of how things spiraled with the 2010 Vikings and the Moss and you and Moss yeah. and all that. And you knew there there came a day where you said Brad's got no control, mm. and that was just that was it. Now now the question is, when were you going to fire him? Which I think is the same question with Tom. But Chipper, if you recall, yeah. there was a point that Patriots game right before uh, Brad got mad at Moss and cut him. Yeah. You said to yourself, "He's well, lost all control." Yeah, and remember that week, 
it was the Friday or the, the previous week, the Friday before. I, it, it, we used to do interviews at different children's would be in the, in the field house and in the locker room. And I was actually the first one who walked in there. Ed Moss was holding court and it was, you could tell something was going on, but I, I couldn't tell what he was screaming and guys were laughing. And it, come to find out that's when he braided uh, the caterer that day. Oh yeah. And I then, remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then poor Gus and, uh, and then, and then the locker room, uh, <laughs> he said, are you doing your interview here? I'm going to the podium. Yep. And when he did that podium press conference, you we all walked out of there and said he's done. He won't play again. Yep. I mean, you just can't. I'm not answering any yeah. more questions. From it was the media uh, for the rest of the season. I mean, we got him fine. You, you know, there are times where you know there's a tipping point and that was it. Yes. And <laughs> yesterday, you sort of felt like the tipping point in this one. Where how do you come back from that? Maybe they maybe they will in this if, point. If it's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. Yes, I'll yeah. ask myself the questions and give y'all the answers. Yeah. Oh my God. He uh, and and that's because he and Fahu Tahi. After that Patriots game, where the first two guys off the field and all the Wilfs go look, locker room, win or lose post game, like all of them. So you got kids there too to hear the post game breakdown speech. And Randy and Tahi were the first two to walk into the the locker room that day. And Randy looked at Ziggy and said, "Y'all better get yourself a new bleeping coach because this bleeper can't coach. And if you don't fire this bleeping coach, and Brad found out, and that's why Brad mm-hmm. cut him. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with Gustanucci." Yeah, Brad found out, but but I think it's accumulation of your. But the similarity in both of these cases is this: the hubris of the coach to think he could control that player. Because I, the story that I I heard Chipper was that in 2010, when the Vincent Jackson trade fell apart, mm-hmm. that Rick went to Brad and said, "I can get Moss from the Patriots. Can you control him?" And he said, "Absolutely." Yeah, and he totally couldn't. And in Tibbs' case, he thought he was getting the old Butler. I can control him. Mm. He's got no so so. It's the hubris of the coach to think that he can control a player who he who he clearly can't. And Tibbs can clearly not control Jimmy Butler. And, and you know the thing going forward. Let's say, let's assume they do trade him. What is Tibbs' relationship with the rest of his locker room now that he's allowed this to go on? Mm-hmm. Destroyed. I would think there'd be no respect there. You, you know what this and Judd, I told you this off the air before the show today that this this whole thing and it's almost like parallels between these two guys, Jimmy Butler and who I'm about to compare him to. Yeah. It's Terrell Owens. Terrific player. Brilliant player. Wasn't highly recruited out of high school. Didn't go to a huge college, although, you know, Marquette was Marquette, but he went, but Jimmy went to a Juco first. Mm -hmm. Wasn't drafted high. Always played with a chip on his shoulder. First team he played for that he wasn't drafted high at was a historically a franchise that had championship pedigree in the past mm-hmm. with a star already in place. Jimmy played himself into a superstar role, much like T.O. did, got traded out of there, and now the Wolves are the Philadelphia Eagles. And so Cat so is McNabb because T.O. saw... T. Yeah. T. No, T.O. saw McNabb as a talented weak link, correct? Mm. Like mentally weak link. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So, what do you think this does to his trade value, if anything? I think that they should call the Heat back. They should have called him back last night and said Richardson and the protected first, and then they'll say, "Yeah, we're going to well, well, we're going to change the deal." Quit trying to quit trying to sell off poor Gorgie. Yeah, just say you know what you don't got to take him. But you know, you do wonder if some 
teams that were maybe considering well, saw that and be like, well, I'm not yeah. I'm sure we want to bring that in our locker room. I think if you're a smart team and you've been paying attention to Jimmy since, since the end of Chicago, I wouldn't t- I would not trade for him. And the thing too is, I sure as hell come next July wouldn't give him a five year contract because he's just going to break down. And can you imagine what a pain in the ass this guy's think, going to be when he's hurt for the rest still, of his career? I think somebody will still give up. Personally, somebody will. So, yeah. yeah. Personally, but, but the trade, I do you think? But to Chip's point, like the trade now, would, would you think, trade for him? I and, think it would depend on who the team is, who the executive of that team is, and the the roster makeup. Because I think if it's a team with a lot of veterans, I think that whoever that executive is is going to look at it and say, yeah, I, yeah, we can handle this. Like a LeBron? Oh, you think the Lakers wouldn't take Jimmy Butler I mean, he right would now? shut up if they're not, yeah. If they're not going to... I mean, like, let's say Kawhi decides to stay in Toronto, which I think is a decent possibility. Okay. And Jimmy's out there on the market. Can you imagine those two on the same team? But see, I think that I would think, actually work out good yeah, for, for I can see that working. Because yeah. LeBron, we know who LeBron is, obviously. Oh, LeBron. LeBron okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm Jimmy sorry. to the Lakers would be... That one would work. That would yeah. work. He would shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wouldn't come in and say, I'm running things, obviously. I'm, well, and LeBron... He ain't running that locker yeah. room. No, and LeBron would just say... Sit down, shut yeah, up. And, play. and you know what? And, and I think actually, when you when you think about the kind of personality that Jimmy is, I think him and LeBron would be they'd be fine because they're kind of cut in terms of competitiveness and wanting to win. They're, yep. they're cut from the same cloth. Now they're different, obviously. For LeBron's arguably the greatest player of all time, and LeBron's kind of more of a better locker room leader. But I think those two personalities would actually. Work pretty well, but Chipper, here's the thing I don't get to, and you you've got kids, so explain this to me. What Jimmy Butler did yesterday was, in my opinion, a cry to be told to be quiet. Mm. Like it, it was a cry for Tibbs to grow a pair in that case and say, "This is BS. You're not doing this on my watch." Yeah, it, he was like a kid, and they just let him push him around. That's yeah, and I, I don't know. It it might speak to where what Tibbs thinks about Towns and Wiggins that hey, they need this. But then you're, I'm just saying this. Yeah. I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, and that's we've heard that all along that they need to toughen up, they need to play harder, blah blah blah. Maybe he felt like they needed this tough love. I don't know, but I. But if you're in control of the organization, you can't allow a player to come in there and just run roughshod over no. everybody and make a scene you like can't. that. No, and if it's Wiggins, I, I, I guess I, in a sick perverse way, I get that because I think he's so detached. But Cat, that's not going to work. And Cat, Cat's a smart guy. Cat yeah. did. The next time that Tibbs comes to Cat and says, do this, if I was Cat, I'd say, get out of my face, go back to your office, don't look at me. <laughs> Seriously, what, what, why would there be respect there? Yeah. Like, what's he going to do? And Cat's already signed his contract. I got the money, yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I've got the money, I've got the power now, I'm going to use as much power as Jimmy did, I'm just not going to be a first-class jerk constantly to my teammates about it, but from now on, I'm just going to run this thing. Get out of here. What, what's Tom going to say? Yeah. Yell at him? <laughs> He's lost all credibility. Yeah, and, that, and that's the that is the danger of doing what he did yesterday and, and allowing that nonsense to go on, that you lose the rest of your locker room for whatever reasons that you allowed it to go on. I, I still don't understand why he wouldn't put his foot down. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you'd like to join the conversation, give us your thoughts on this Butler fiasco. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Outside the Metro eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. More Mackie and Judd after this. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. 
Mackie and Judd are back. Start churning butter and put on your church shoes, little sister, because we're about to blast off. On 1500 ESPN. Now you can fight climate change with climate change. Thanks to EcoBee's award-winning line of smart thermostats. Rank number one, uh, rank the number one smart thermostat by CNET, Tom's Guide, Wired, and more. EcoBee will save you up to 23% on your heating and cooling bill. That's good for your wallet and great for the planet. You can win your very own EcoBee 4 smart thermostat now on the 1500 ESPN stream player. You gotta think, I haven't played basketball in, in, in so long, and I'm so passionate in it. I love the game and I don't do it for any other reason except for to compete and go up against the best to try to prove that I can hang. So all my emotion came out at one time. Was it the right way to do it? No. But I can't control that when I'm out there competing. Like that's my love of the game. That's raw me. Me at my finest, me at my purest. That's what you're gonna get inside the lines. This fraud ta- talked about <laughs> truth. This complete fraud talked about telling the truth. An orchestrated meltdown, a planned meltdown, followed by having told ESPN to be in town across yeah. the street, and he's telling me about truth? Well, especially he's spending it like, I just care so much. And these other guys don't care as much as me, but this is how much I love basketball. Just, you know, if, if I happen to drop F-bombs on my GM and head coaches... Yeah. What it's just I, my passion. What yes. I love the most about this, too, is that apparently, and I saw Johnny K tweet this out, that apparently the Wolves knew that this was going to happen if they decided to welcome Jimmy back and have him come he back. He told him practice. Tuesday. Yeah, he told them. Yes. He told them basically exactly what was going to happen. Yes. But he loves basketball so much he can't help himself. And 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 they it's still what they just sort of, they sort of just let it happen and what a complete amazing. What a complete phony and what a fraud. Hey, Michael, what's up? Thanks for holding on. Michael. Michael in Minnetonka. Michael, Minnetonka. I think we've lost Michael. I think we did. Try back, know. Michael. 651-646-8255. Hello, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Go ahead, so, you're on. Uh, you know, I think the Timberwolves actually have a real opportunity right now. Um, I'd say we fire Tibbs, of course, right away, immediately. Trade Butler, doesn't matter what you get. You can just keep, keep Scott Lehman until uh-huh. the end of the year and reevaluate him at the end. But... Um, I think the Wolves need to go out and look into hiring the first female head coach, right? And bear, me, bear with me with this, but basically whether it's like the Spurs assistant coach, I believe there's one there, Hammond, Reed, yeah. whoever. Um, I think a lot of the young guys are kind of mama's boys, per se. I think they would respond well to strong female leadership. Um, I think they would commit themselves to it, into the system, because maybe they'll play, they'll have a sense that they're playing uh, for them beyond themselves. Um I also think that the first female head coach, you know, that the Timberwolves took advantage of that, that would completely change the narrative of the season and also the franchise. I think it could turn around the franchise from being a laughing stock to at least trying something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have anything to lose by trying that. Um, the bar's set really, really low right now. So why not just swing for the fences? Um, and one last thing is if you can imagine, right, with the way the season started right now, yeah. and if we actually brought in the first female head coach and she – took us to the playoffs, and even somehow magically beat the Golden State Warriors. That's not just an ESPN 30 for 30. Yeah. That's like a movie starring Meryl Streep right there. Thanks, so. thanks, Sam. That I last part, I think yeah, you're smoking. Yeah, yeah. If you got, it's not legal in the, in the state yet, Sam. You lost me there. Um, the part where trading Butler and it doesn't matter what you get back, it kind of matters what you get back. Yeah. I mean, because you still got to... I thought he If was... you move him, you, you still have to try and build, because you have Cat and you're trying to build around him. Like, you got to... 
they do have to play their cards right and that, in making a trade and, yeah. with Butler. Like yeah, you, got, and, you, you don't want to absorb a bunch of bad contracts and just put yourself further behind the eight ball. And, that, and that's where this whole thing gets just completely mired in, in uncertainty because they had this plan, and it was crystal clear what the plan was. started with Flip, and then Tibbs comes in, and, and you see this plan. One year in the Tibbs regime, I don't like that plan. <laughs> I, I, I hate being young. I hate losing. I'm bringing in a bunch of veterans. I'm trading and bringing Butler. Yep, so now, if you, so now, if you trade Butler, if and when you trade him, you're sort of back to where you were before, and hoping that yeah. Towns and Wiggins can develop. And that, you know, I think we feel reasonably confident in what Towns is going to be. Wiggins, I, I just don't see it. And so now, what is the plan? Yeah. And who's going to execute oh, that there, plan? There is no plan now. There's no plan now. The, the, yeah, it's gone. It, it's Other than the fact that I still believe that Carl uh, Anthony Towns is going to be an outstanding player. And yes, he has deficiencies. And yes, he's not as tough as we would like yet. Uh, do I think he cares? Yes, I do. I don't think there's a plan, though. And yeah. if I'm Cat, I'm looking at these guys now saying, "You get, this is a what joke. What are we doing? Yeah, and, and Tom's whole thing, listen, if none of this happened, Tom's platform was putting together... The Chicago Bulls, circa 2010. That was yeah. his. That was his, his fallback, and he is. It it is very safe to say now, and we didn't know this at the time that he was hired. He is an incompetent executive. He just is. He's not any good at it. Like he's very, very bad. He's he might not be David Kahn, but he's pushing David Kahn. <laughs> you wonder if that because uh, there was sort of that rumor or feeling that if. Somehow they didn't get into the playoffs last year. If there would be not necessarily a firing, but if Glenn Taylor would would go to him and say, you know what, maybe two jobs is not the right way to go. Let's separate that. You just be the coach. We'll find. I just a different- don't understand why there are teams that still like Detroit did that with Stan Van Gundy, and I just don't understand why. You know, yeah, and, I didn't object. And, and look, time. I mean, all due respect, it was the same situation with Flip. Flip was coaching, and he was the president of basketball operations, and so we don't really know how. What you know, how that would have turned out, it would have been nice to find out, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I just think we're at a point now in, in sports, not just the NBA, where we just got to get away from giving one guy two jobs. And I think you're seeing less and less in the two, right, Manny? Yeah. That, that people realize that well, Tib- Tibbs two is people the only do those one. jobs for a reason because right. it's hard to do yeah. both. Well, and right. Tibbs is the only one but, in the league now, the 30 yeah. teams but, that has both jobs. Yeah. But this is not, Tibbs' struggles here are not because he's trying to do too much. He's not any good at one of the jobs. If you went to him today and said, Tom, I'm going to make you president of basketball ops and we're going to have so-and-so coach, he would be terrible still. He's just incompetent. Yeah. He's just not competent. He's not, he can't, he doesn't, he's not rational. He doesn't see things. Executives have to have visions, which is your point. Yeah. You What's the vision? Objectivity. Yeah, he's he's and with this connection that he has with Jimmy Butler, that's not being objective. He might not objectively handling the situation. He might be a questionable NBA coach in 2018. There is no era in which this guy was or should have been put in charge of a team. Hey, Michael, what's up? Thanks for calling back. Oh uh, yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? Okay. Can yep. hear you just fine. We Thanks. got you. All right. Perfect. Hey. Uh, I, I might. I don't know. Um, I hope I'm adding value to the conversation here. But my understanding is, Tibbs coached Butler in Chicago. Yep. When Tibbs got here, he wooed Butler to Minnesota. Traded for him. So mm-hmm. my, my understanding was that they had a good relationship, which is why Butler came. Why isn't that relationship working here? 
Well, Doogie did say last week that he's heard that the relationship with Tibbs and Jimmy isn't as strong as people may think or assume that it is. And it might be, and uh, my colleague Patrick Royce alluded Thanks, to the, maybe maybe Butler's changed from the days that we Absolutely. used in, in Chicago. Sure. You know? Well, Butler, yeah. Butler went from a guy who was, what, the 29th pick in that draft? Mm. 30th. Out of Marquette. Yeah, last, 30th. Last, pick, yeah. last pick of the first round, yeah. And and Tom in Chicago gave him the opportunity to turn himself into a star, which, God bless him, he did. Pushed him, but people, drove him. Yeah, yeah, but people changed quite a bit. And... This is this is about a few things, but it's also it also comes back to the fact that Jimmy wanted the Wolves to break the bank for him this year instead of next. And when they they said no and they re-signed Towns, and then he, he knew that Andrew's contract was going to kick in for his max deal <clears throat> this year, Jimmy said bleep this. But the issue in the Wolves' defense was if they had done what Jimmy wanted contractually, they would have had to rip apart the roster. Correct. Yeah. They would so, not so which to... means Jimmy doesn't want to win. Yeah. Which I makes mean, him a fraud. Well, he says it's not about the money, but it was about the money. Right. A part, at least part of it. In fact, let's see. I mean, what, he told I'll Rachel, right? one of these quotes. Yes. So let's see here. I, I, I think I got the one. It's, okay, it's yeah. longer, but I'll play it Yep, here. just play it. It's not about money. So tell it's me not. what it's about. It's about, like, saying, we need you. We want you here. We can't do this without you. And that was the disconnect all year long. Like, you're, you're saying one thing, and you're saying it, and you're saying it, and you're saying it. I mean, I've, I've learned enough times in life that, you know, saying something is completely different than acting upon it. Say, action, speak loud in words, whatever quote you want to use. And when it came to that point, it was like, I let y'all know what the deal was as soon as you traded for me. I told you the truth from day one, and I will continue to do it. And I did it. And it's kind of like, I don't know, slapping the face. I, I don't know how to put it. Mm-hmm. But it made me think like, Maybe I'm not that important to your organization. That is how I took it. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's how I look at it. And that's why you get the quotes that is all over the Internet mm-hmm. from me today. Because I felt the type of way. I held it in. I haven't said anything to anybody. It's my first interview, Rach. Yep. I haven't said anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, it, and it comes out. Yeah. It comes out. So that's, that's what it's all about. I just wanted to feel wanted. I just wanted you to be like, yo, we, I don't think we could do it without that guy. So it it has to be strictly about money because it I don't think an organization could express how much of importance one player is to them. Tom Thibodeau every interview told you how great Jimmy was and how much of a professional he is and how big of an impact he has on these. I mean, and never could almost see it. We we would see in post game press conferences whenever anybody asked Tibbs anything about how Jimmy played that night or whatever, you could just see it in Tibbs' face. Like, you could just see he had, like, this twinkle in his eye. The favorite whenever, son. Yeah. yeah. When he, Whenever somebody mentioned Jimmy to him, he just, oh, yeah, Jimmy. I don't, that's what Jimmy does. He's great. Yep. I, I mean, don't think, I, I mean, he's, he's everything. They, they couldn't have possibly expressed anymore how much they value what he does for a team. So it has to be about money, though. Correct. Now, they, they came to him in, in July with the offer that we've talked about quite a bit. Four years, $110 million contract. And he said no. And that's when we assumed, okay, that's because next July it can be a five, five-year extension at 190. And, and we that's all what we all thought. That. And we all thought, okay, what well, we he, didn't, he obviously wants to get paid. But now we, don't come around now and say it's not about the no, money. No, but what we didn't know, and this is the important thing, and this is what he's saying that he made Correct. clear to Tibbs. It had nothing to do, it had nothing to do with being Perception. patted on the back. Yeah. He wanted a $30 million contract that would start 
in 2018-19, and then after that would be four years and $145 million more. So he wanted that deal now. Now, the issue with that is you've they got to tear to, apart to your start. roster. Right. Because Wiggins is but, kicking in this year. But and, yep. but this and this is where the Butler thing's a bit dicey. Given who he is, though, that quote that he gave right there, I do believe to be genuine in the fact that given his life, he desperately needs to get what he wants and feel needed and wanted. And yeah. so Tibbs just saying I love you is not enough, but th- but that goes to a level of yeah. where with Jimmy it's like stop telling me you love me, show me that you it, love me. Exa- which which I don't think he probably got as a kid. Right. And so now you you've got got the problem and I'm not being flipping here one bit. Now you've got the problem of unless he gets exactly what he wants from the Wolves and Tibbs, he can't genuine, genuinely feel loved enough. But what this also all comes back to is this. If that's you and hey listen He's had a tough life, okay? But if that's you, you don't have the capability then to be who you say you are, which is, I'm the alpha dog. When If you need that much love, you're not the alpha dog. You want to be, but you're not. LeBron James is an alpha of massive proportion. But how much does this come back to him saying, no, wait a second, Wiggs is going to kick in. He's making this much money. He's mad. He's mad. He's mad. And but, I also, but, 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 but to your point... If you really want to build a winner and you want to build something, yeah. it was not going to work under the way he wanted it to work. You right. could not put the kind of pieces around him that is going to make this a, a, a team that's going to take a step further than what they did last He's year. He's not rational. And Tom's not rational. Nobody's no. rational here. That This is our problem. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is rational here. But you can't sit there and tell Rachel Nichols, like you just said, this has nothing to do with the money when it had everything to do with that because if he had gotten what he wanted at the expense of that team, he would feel loved like he feels he should be loved. And doesn't this kind of to yeah. show you how this is why the San Antonio Spurs were making the playoffs and have been making the playoffs every year for 20 years because it was something leadership at the top. Yes. Greg Popovich, R.C. Buford, ownership. And Duncan. Yeah, and Tim and, Duncan. And, and you got guys, you got guys like Manu Ginobili who are okay with taking less money because and and it's not it's not that they wouldn't like to have more money, but it's just it's the mentality and the culture that's been instilled into the program and the organization and the success that guys are like, we're winning, we're good. I don't need a max contract. Mm-hmm. And and look, you got guys, young guys in the league now that they know they can get max contracts and they want that, and that's fine. But you also have to be able to connect with players, and that's how you build success. That's how you have rumors of Clay Thompson saying, "Yeah, I'll take a little bit less money to stay in Golden State." Now, whether he will or not, that remains to be but seen. Bun- but but that's being talked about in Golden State because it's like that's the culture that's been yeah. built there now, and that culture does not exist with the Wolves. And it never really has, certainly under Tom Thibodeau. But in Jimmy's mind, love is being told, we'll give you what you want. We'll give yeah. you your money. We don't care about anything else. He's in the kingdom right here. Exactly. And that's, and that's the message he heard all year, yeah. every day, in every press conference. Jimmy's everything to this organization. Look what he's done. He's transformed this program, this organization. And then when it came time that he wanted to be showed that in, in financially, it didn't happen. Didn't so happen. now, yeah. Now he's mad. Take a break, come back. Uh, Phil joins the show at 4 o'clock. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. People, people, I have... 
have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout Whoa. on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. What now? What now? Let me tell you what now. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, quick check on your traffic. 94 westbound, we have a crash in Minneapolis between uh, Highway 55 and 35W. That might add a few minutes to your commute. And also 169 southbound, we've got a crash uh, in Savage. That's between uh, Highway 13 and Highway 101, uh, Old Shakopee Road and uh, Riverview Road. So that may be adding a few to your commute as well. But other than that, things moving rather smoothly. Thank you, sir. All right, gentlemen, we've got we've got more. We now have player oh on player on media Twitter feuds going on. Oh boy, Gorgie just tweeted at uh, Dane Moore NBA who uh, who does stuff for Zone Coverage yep. and us. Keep my name out of your mouth. You always talk about me. If you want this money, suit up then. To which Doogie jumped in to defend Dane on this and said, "Gorgie, with all due respect, you're a public f- a figure whose name has come up in trade talks." Also, colon, when one of the kindest humanitarians on the planet tweets this, we have reached DEFCON 1. Mm. I would say that's probably safe to say. Yeah, that's probably true. So how how about that? We now got players yeah. getting upset about what they're seeing on Twitter from the media. So I also saw that it sounds Local like... Local media. Sounds like the uh, the uh, Wolves are, have announced that Wiggins won't play tomorrow night expecting a, a child, his first child okay. uh, born. So what... Is he going to name him Jimmy? <laughs> it's a boy? Um... Does Jimmy go to the game? I I have no idea now. I've I mean, is he even in game? Can I mean, can he be in enough shape to even play in a game yet? Or is he? I, you, you know what this no, is? Probably not. Going back to the Gorgie thing, you know what this is? What? Tib said it. Circle the wagons. I <laughs> I told Mackie they're circling the bowl, not the wagons. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Circle the wagons is like to apparently like unite and come to defense of whatever it is you're doing. Right, like, but is Gorgie yeah, defending himself here? Right, he's. Just I, don't, I don't know what's he's happening saying, here, but this. Dane was I don't probably know. just tweeting about him being included in some trade. trade talk, yeah, and Teague was not really circling the wagons on the group. He was saying no, that we there was no uh, players only meeting. I don't know. I mean, but this, this, this still what, this still has to have a resolution before the open. But this, right, but this. I guess what I mean is this. Suddenly, you have players that don't really tweet a lot. Are suddenly like tweeting at media members saying like this is this is fake news and this is yeah, you're you right. know like this is man <laughs> this is something. All right, thank you, Chipper. Thanks, Chip. Good to see you. <laughs> Chip joins us each Thursday from uh, three to four o'clock. Mackie and Judd carries on next. Phil will step into studio, and I'm willing to bet he'll have a few thoughts about this very interesting dysfunctional situation. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN.